and welcome to today's podcast. It's our great pleasure to have with us today, Sharon Donovich. Sharon is the EMEA product manager at Corny Digital. And Corny are a company built to offer sustainable manufacturing alternatives to the textile printing industry. Before we move on, I'm just gonna give you a little quick insight, but a very important insight into what's currently happening in the traditional textile industry. And when I say traditional here, I mean the analog screen printing technology for industrial production worldwide, which is currently the second biggest polluter of our planet. Incredibly, it uses and pollutes billions of litres of water every day worldwide, whilst consuming masses of energy, water and gas in its production processes. But the consumer is fighting back, and they're fighting back with their purchasing choices, and the supply chain must evolve. So today on our podcast, we're going to be discussing alternate technologies Technologies that offer the textile industry a green and efficient future. Sharon, welcome to today's podcast. Thank you. We live in uncertain times and the world's current crisis provokes many thoughts on sustainability. But as the fashion industry trots around the globe and the world from catwalk to catwalk, creating huge amounts of products, many of which are never sold, we all have to start to question And it's also highlighting an inherent fault line in our current manufacturing structure. Products don't have to travel millions of miles to reach the consumer, nor do they have to create such incredible carbon footprints and pollution to our planet. The supply chain must evolve and it must reset. And to do so, we all have to adopt new technologies, just as we are all currently in the virtual space by carrying on our business using the world's internet technologies. We have to adopt new technologies and mainstream manufacturing has changed. So Sharon, welcome and thank you. I think we have, oh, we have almost 10 questions for you today. So let's discuss how, how and why designers and manufacturers can and must bring about change using clean technologies. Sharon, first question for today. What's going on in the industry? Let's talk about the current print process and why it is so polluting. Okay, so first of all, the textile industry is, I, I always describe it as a huge ship, okay? It's very difficult to move it, uh, you know, to move the habits, to move the supply chain. Uh, but the megatrends, as you mentioned before, are pushing it, okay, to move faster. So what we see today in this industry and why it is so polluting is uh, because how actually analog printing is built, okay? Uh, today, this industry is use, uses massive amount of water in order to, uh, in all the process of this, uh, of this traditional, uh, traditional way of printing. Um, the chemistry that is involved is being poured into, you know, rivers. Uh, the type of inks are, uh, are dangerous uh, to, uh, whether it's to uh, living creatures like in the water and but also in some cases to, to humans. Uh, the steps themselves takes you from um, the screens that you have to use for traditional screen printing 
Uh, so you, you are preparing those screens, which also consume a, a, a huge amount of water to, um, to remove the, the, um, the stuff Tops. that is... Yeah, uh, toxins. Yeah, the color kitchens, the uh, printing process itself that use, use it, uh, using a lot of water, the pretreatment of the fabric that requires a, a lot of water, the steaming uh, that happens after the printing happens, and uh, the washing. So there is a huge amount of water, uh, power consumption, so carbon footprint also of this uh, technology, analog technology is also huge. And, um, and so this is the, the, the fact that is uh, the, the polluting fact. But also um, uh, what you mentioned before, many of the items that are actually produced are not being sold at all. So uh, uh, in, we are talking about inventory that is uh, going to the uh, landfill uh, filled with uh, non-used or uh, um, textile that is being damped in areas that uh, the um, um, underground water is being uh, polluted, etc. So the, uh, the impact is, is massive. It is, it's absolutely huge. Just to recap there really with some statistics, 10% of the global carbon emissions around the world actually come from the fashion industry, incredibly. Um, and fashion generates 20% of the world's waste water. Incredible statistics here, but they really are. And on the, on the um, question of lost in inventory, $50 billion is lost every year in clothing that is not sold or hardly worn. I mean, those are incredible stats, aren't they, Sharon? Absolutely. One more thing that is to, to add to that polluting uh -huh. area is, is also uh, the shipment. Okay, you need to, since most of this fashion is produced in the Far East, okay, mm -hmm. and not in the places actually where you're actually selling it, like uh, in North America or in Europe, you need to, of course, uh, take all that and, and ship it. So all these uh, 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 boats or uh, ships and uh, airplanes that are carrying this uh, uh, this inventory or these uh, products also are considered to be one of the most polluting uh, industries in the world. Absolutely, yeah, it, it really is incredible. Um, and Corny have been working very, very hard to create new technologies that can facilitate green production. Um, Sharon, when was Corny Digital founded and how does it develop its technologies? Okay, so Cornet was founded in 2002. Okay, this is uh, actually where first lab and first office was opened. Mm -hmm. In 2004, uh, uh, we already showed the first, uh, the first uh, system. And uh, the, the basic of Cornet uh, innovation uh, is that we are, there is no need for pre-treatment or post-treatment of the uh, printed uh, fabric or printed garments. Uh, with the years, Cornet added more system to the portfolio uh, and uh, improved everything around it in terms of uh, the, um, we are actually using pigment ink mm -hmm. and the pigment ink is proved to be the most sustainable and the most um, uh, safe uh, ink that you can use. Um, and with, uh, with the years, we also reduced the amount of ink that we actually need for uh, for uh, for actually printing, so even uh, better to the environment. Uh, of course, that the technology allows you, since it's a digital technology and not analog, you can print 
a one-off or we like to call it, you can print one by one. So even if you have a, a big or a large order from the same of the same uh, product, you can actually reverse your supply chain and print it only when the order comes in. So it's not only that we are allowing uh, a better uh, process to the environment because we don't need the pre-treatment and post-treatment. So the, all the process is uh, a single step process and uh, very safe to the environment. No usage of water, no water pollution and, no, and very low uh, on a carbon footprint. Mm -hmm. But also uh, you don't need to print to the inventory, which is a, a, a tremendous change. It is. It's a sea change, isn't it? One, you know, that I think we're seeing early adoption, but we need to really speed that up to um, to make some serious action for climate change. Just looking at the stats here on um, water, actually, which is interesting because, of course, using pigment technology in the digital frame is pretty much waterless. It's in, it's uh, incredible savings. So. If we look back at the stats for last year, the industry, the digital industry, remember as well that the digital industry currently is only 6% of the total market, but it saved 40 billion litres of water worldwide. These are huge statistics. But if we all moved, um, if the whole supply chain, um, as we hope it will for the future, moved over to digital technologies, we would save it's estimated two trillion liters of water every year, which would be which would be fantastic um, and just unbelievable, unbelievable, believable stats, aren't they? They they really are. Um, um, and you know, we've I think if you if you look at global production over the last ten years for the fashion industry, I mean, it, it's we've produced. 50% more garments than we ever did before with greater design diversity. Um, and this, this trend of just doesn't see any sign of slowing. We're, we're not going to be producing less. We're actually going to start to produce more. So it's, even, it's never been more important to um, conserve the, um, the resources of our planet. Um, so people really do have to start looking for alternate technologies and making that switch at whatever speed they can, but as fast as they can. It's, it's so, 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 so important. Um, having had incredible success in the director garment sector, Corny have obviously um, moved forward into the roll-to-roll -roll sector. Can you tell us more about um, the learning from both and how um, lessons from D2G can be applied to roll-to-roll -to -roll technologies? So as I mentioned before, Cornit started with the DTG uh, systems, meaning that we uh, allowed printing on finished goods, uh, shirts or uh, bags or uh, tote bags or uh, these fin uh, finished goods or cut pieces. Uh, but we uh, very uh, quickly understood that it uh, is possible to take our a single step process, meaning that no need of pre-treatment, no need of post-treatment, and apply it also to the roll-to-roll -roll market, to the direct-to-fabric. And uh, same goes here. We took the same uh, pattern, the same technology, the same innovation of uh, doing the, the in a single uh, process, the pre-treatment and uh, using a pigment, uh, pigment ink and no need for post-treatment. This uh, takes you actually to the next level of creating a, mi a micro factory around this, uh, this option because you can take this uh, product and uh, without the need of a large uh, 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 facility, without the need to add uh, the uh, pre-treatment or post-treatment, you can actually create a micro factory print the, the garments, 
uh, uh, print the fabric, apply a cutting uh, a device uh, to the end of the printer and from there sew it. Uh, and this applies to uh, answer all the trends. So you are doing uh, only uh, on demand, meaning that you are, again, um, changing your supply chain, printing only after the purchase happened. You can have the customization that you, you or personalization uh, product. The time to market is quicker uh, uh, and uh, you don't have the inventory risk that we uh, talked about before. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, it can be tied to an e-commerce. And on, on top of that, everything that is related to the sustainability, because you are not wasting water, you are not polluting water, and your carbon footprint is very low. So you're actually manufacturing only what is needed. Very important. And, and I think other, uh, here as well, a key thing with the Cornic technology too is because you're using pigment and because you are coating in line, you can switch fabrics, being that you can print both cellulose and polyester fabrics, can't you? Absolutely. So the pigment printing allows us to print uh, almost on any fabric that uh, is around. It could be natural, it could be synthetics, it could be blends. Uh, there's no limitation, which allows you a much... Uh, a smooth operation. Uh, you can take uh, one day this fabric, the other day the other fabric, uh, uh, and it's uh, it's it's very flexible uh, for uh, customers to be, you know, to to offer different type of products, etc. And printing, what are exactly what meters you need, whether that's ten meters or a thousand meters? So actually, there's no limitation. You can Nothing. print. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, half a meter and uh, with our technology uh, we have today uh, we released on ITMA last year the the Cornet Presto uh, you can start immediately print so the immediate immediately printing on the first uh, from the first uh, uh, you know 50 centimeters you don't need to waste there's no waste of of uh, of fabrics that you need to do, uh, you know, for trials or something. Immediately, you're starting to print from uh, for the first uh, uh, 50 centimeters, and uh, of course, you can print uh, less than one meter, or you can print 10,000 meters. So there's no difference for for us or for the system. With absolute continuity as well, can't you? From the last print run to the next, which is great. Yes, absolutely. And you had rather an exciting announcement as a company this week, didn't you? Yes, so this I think is um, really a major game changer. Uh, it is. We added uh, to the process, and again, it's very important to understand it's a single step process. We added a softener. This softener is, is uh, actually improving the hand feel of the fabrics. So now, uh, if you know, if there were limitation of term of the in terms of the application that you wanted to use. Now the fashion industry can look and take our product, use it. Uh, again, it's in line. You don't need to apply any process to the to the uh, existing process because it's another uh, printer that is actually printing the software softener. Okay, mm -hmm. the softener uh, consumable. So just another uh, printed layer, and you get a hand fill that will allow you or uh, will allow customers to approach now the fashion market and uh, produce very nice hand feel uh, garments and uh, products. So really, I, I think it's a huge game changer that is coming out from Cornet. 
I am very lucky because I have felt this fabric. <laughs> I know you liked it. I, I do like it very much actually. Yeah, I really, really do. It was a, it was a wonderful surprise when um, we were working together on um, the fabrics and drapes for the Printerias collection actually, which was due to be um, previewed at Vespa, but of course, because of the current crisis that has now been postponed to October. But everything is in storage, so the, everything is going to be reused. I did have the opportunity to fill the handle of these fabrics across interior fabrics, and that I have to say, Sharon, it was excellent. It really is very, very good. So happy to you. I it agree. Is, it's great. And of course, with the new Robusto inks as well, you've also increased um, the, the colour gamut, the washability, the croc fastness, everything um, to Correct. produce a, a, an industrial solution that is almost waterless. So the fact that Cornet is so many years in the market and uh -huh. so many years is dealing with pigment printing is uh, allowing us to have this, um, we hear the customers, we understand the pains and we react to them. And the fact that we are doing that for so many years allowed, that, allowed us, especially in, this, in the role to more market, but it's also happening in the DTG, mm -hmm. to um, come with solutions in the areas that we felt that there are disadvantages and uh, places that we needed to improve. So definitely uh, um, the fact that uh, customers are looking for uh, better durability, higher washability uh, with different types of, um, uh, of fabrics was one of our main focuses for the Robusto. Uh, uh, always increasing the gamut is, is, is very important. And we also knew what to test it with because of our experience with the former um, ink for the World to World, the Intenso. So we knew what we need to do. Obviously, we needed also an, an ink that will be able to dry much faster because the mm -hmm. Presto is three times faster than the Allegro, the previous system. So we also needed something that will be um, uh, will be able to cure much ma in a much much faster way. So all together brought a very one like the, I think today we can definitely say it's the best pigment uh, ink for uh, for uh, roll to roll digital roll to roll out there. So Sharon, if if you were to compare this to a reactive print unit, um, what is the actual footprint of the Presto with the inline fixation? So um, I think that the total, uh, um, the, so with the, so it depends on the model. Okay, mm -hmm. that we're looking for we have we have two models today of the Presto, the Presto A, A the Presto, okay, yeah. and the Presto S. The Presto is uh, is faster. The Presto S is faster than the Presto, and uh, the implication the the system itself is the same. The inline fi fixation or the dryer, as we call it, the MCS, is uh, is a bit longer than the in the in the Presto S than in the uh, in than the one on the on the one the one on the um, um, uh, how do you say the the one on, of the of the Presto, okay? Because yeah. you need a longer dryer for that. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, in in overall, it's it's really not. Uh, it's not, not dramatic. I think that the footprint in total would be something like, uh, let me tell you exactly, uh, something like, uh, and of course you don't need all the other stuff that you would need in other digital reactive, okay? Like 
you need also the, the stenter, you need the uh, uh, washing uh, system, you need the um, uh, additional systems that are needed. In total, it will be between nine to the printer, the curing system, and the unloader, all connected together. So it's, it's being sold as a one, uh, one system, but all together can reach up to 13 meters long, okay? Really nothing. I mean, it can fit my living room, actually. <laughs> Almost living room. living room together with the kitchen, you're, you're done. You can have a Presto. Um, of course, when it comes to uh, reactive, you need uh, many additional, a lot of additional equipment yes, in order do. to be able to, to do uh, all, the, um, all the other, um, you know, all the other um, uh, operations that you need, uh, like the pretreatment, like the uh, washing, like the steaming. So very heavy equipment. It's also very expensive equipment, by the way. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, very expensive equipment that you also need to take into account. Uh, so, of course, uh, I'm not talking only about the water that it uh, requires, but all, uh, it requires a lot of space, a lot of electricity, um, and, uh, of course, people to operate it, to maintain it. So, definitely, uh, you cannot compare it, uh, not space-wise, not water consumption, electricity, people that you need, maintenance that you need, spare parts, so Labor, all of it yeah. together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, labor. Yeah, it's yeah the amount because obviously every machine in an analog process has you know depending on its speed two or three staff. So yeah, you're cutting down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On all expendable resources, aren't we here? It's incredible. Okay, so um, DTG direct to garment um, printing using digital disrupted massively the screen printing marketplace for printing onto blank garments. And I think what we can all accept now is that this. Your, your technology is going to do exactly the same in the roll-to-roll marketplace. I agree. Because you are streamlining everything into a single-step process. There is, there's, there's no question that it is definitely going to be incredibly disruptive. And I think, as you said earlier, with the softening technology, this is really is a game-changer. Because it also... And I think, Cornet, I, I think that in the future, Cornet is... Uh, um, uh, it's, it has a huge R&D department, huge, huge, huge research and, and uh, development department. And Cornet will continue to bring more innovation, okay? Whether it's with the softening, uh, whether other solutions that, uh, you know, best fit the fashion market, mm -hmm. uh, or the, uh, whether it's around workflow solutions, okay? Inline connectivity with cuttings, uh, cutting systems, with sewing systems. So all of that is all the time. It's not, uh, you know, a one-time experience because we know how the market is built today. We understand the, the barriers and the, and the challenges of the market. And we are all the time, whether it's with the DTG or with the direct-to-fabric, it's all the time um, a process of uh, bringing uh, new, uh, new uh, options, bringing innovation, improving it, and, of course, all the time also it is aligned with the with the trends with industry 4.0 so we are all the time monitoring and you, you know today Cornet is a fairly uh, large company it's not Cornet uh, started with maybe 10 people today we are over 500 people so wow. all those are working in yeah huge huge 
You're right. And the, 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 the success of the future solutions is also there. Um, it's also, you know, as a textile industry, full stop, we have to shorten the learning curve. And I think disruptive technologies such as yours in the way that it disrupted D2G equally will disrupt roll to roll because they simplify massively the printing of any textile. It's, it's sad, but with the coronavirus days, with COVID-19, it is. It even makes it more important. It makes us to understand. Makes us understand that uh, this reshoring, the proximity production, uh, is is even more important than it was uh, in the past. Absolutely, I think it's going to cause all of us to to do a reset, really, regardless of um, which printing industry you're in. And the fashion supply chain has to really evaluate its current position. I actually have no idea what's going on. You know, it's, I, I saw that there are already reports of the on the effect uh, of the COVID-19 or coronavirus on this textile industry. But, you know, every, all the borders are, are blocked, etc. So definitely have a huge implication on the textile industry. I'm sure about that. Absolutely. And just and just if you look at offshore um manufacturing uh, one of the stats that came through one of my feeds is that just in the last two weeks 1.3 billion pounds worth of orders have been cancelled that are shipping wow. across from the far east into the west wow. Um, wow. Th those are incredible statistics um, and that just actually shows you the size of the pipeline um, using um, offshoring um, in i mean uh, there's no question that um, the manufacturers in in the Far East have definitely speeded up the supply chain, but the um, the capital and the um, what's the word for it the um, the capital and the exposure for the fashion industry is huge when you can just knock out 1.3 billion pounds worth of worth of orders in the last two weeks. It's huge. It's unbelievable. It is. It's crazy. It's going to be um, a lot of pain in our industry, I think, um, for the foreseeable future from the fashion side. But there also has to be an absolute reset for the for the fashion industry. Uh, traditionally, I'm in sure. the textile industry, um, for interiors, the, the supply chain and the speed of delivery has traditionally been longer and remains longer. But, you know, we see huge entrepreneurial growth in the interior marketplace, don't we, Sharon, for people who printing for uh, for contracts and also for home and domestic products, but printing them Abs in their country of origin for the country of use. Yes, absolutely. And I think it's, it's uh, it will arrive also. Uh, so it, it might be easier to do today when you are a small manufacturer. So we have uh, uh, direct to fabric manufacturers that are doing um, on demand, uh, you know, um, uh, babies' beddings or babies' um, uh, home decor or home textile uh, products. And we have uh, uh, customers that are doing um, uh, on demand or customized products also for, you know, upholstery. Uh, but I think that also the large manufacturers um, like IKEA and those ones will get to the point that they will have to switch also to digital. So uh, with the growing uh, um, uh, part that e-commerce is taking, people will also, uh, you know, maybe they will go to IKEA to, to look for uh, IDs, uh, but they will do the purchase itself 
uh, online, uh, it will be in manufacturers on demand, and will be sent to your home. I think this entire industry is also going to switch to this uh, sort of um, different supply chain. So no inventory and on-demand uh, e-commerce sort of manufacturing. Yeah, and I guess as um, as the supporting technologies for the digital frame evolve with um, 3D and avatars, etc., the virtual experience is becoming um, a digital twin of the final product, which of course is also incredibly important. All of these technologies seem to be converging together right now to actually offer the e-commerce platform huge growth. I agree. Yeah, I agree. E-commerce e is uh, definitely uh, many steps ahead of uh, the capabilities of the backend. Okay, the frontend is much more progressive than the backend, uh, which is the manufacturing part of it, but. Uh, um, it will it will uh, catch up uh, and uh, as I, as I said in the beginning of the of our conversation it's a huge ship it's it's not easy to turn this ship uh, towards this digital manufacturing but it will happen no it's not and equally you know for the fashion supply chain as well it's not easy for them to turn their ship at all because depending on um, newer entrants to the marketplace are, are better framed to do this. If you look at companies like boohoo.com, et cetera, who are already mm -hmm. uh, working in a digital frame, but for the large, huge manufacturers like, you know, Marks and Spencers, John Lewis, et cetera, et cetera, they have a historic supply route and all of the pieces of that puzzle are digitized at different stages. So um, it is going to take time. Absolutely. Uh, but as, uh, as technology converges, as technology moves together, uh, everybody has to take the steps that they can towards a more sustainable solution, without question. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. I think we've answered question six, <laughs> which was how um, Corny have applied their digital learning to um, the development of the Presto. So I think we've pretty much ticked that box with um, the advent of a, a single step solution that um, is very very energy efficient um, so i think we'll we'll skip next on skip next to question eight actually sharon i think we'll talk about the growth in uh, consumer awareness of sustainability and also touch on how important certification and responsible manufacturing is becoming so what what massive changes have you seen from the customer's side of the frame so um it it is um uh very noticeable that today the consumer, you know, uh, with Greta, that is uh, mm -hmm. that started uh, all that, uh, the young generation, they are not tolerant anymore to uh, what's going on with the manufacturing process. So definitely, they are demanding that, which is uh, uh, have uh, the consequences on the regulations, the certifications that um, small and big and large brands are asking for, okay? So I'll, I'll just, uh, Cornetids uh, for years have our, all the certification that are, uh, that are necessary for, for uh, you know, for sustainable, sustainable production, responsible production. But uh, for example, I'll give you uh, one thing that we were asked uh, by our customers because it's uh, uh, necessary is uh, the um, uh, LCA, okay? So it's uh, an ISO certification. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it is looking at the life cycle of the product and how the, in the parts that are relevant to the product 
and the life cycle implications on sustainability. So how much power your uh, equipment uh, is, um, is uh, consuming, how much, what is the water consumption, and all the implications that it has on the environment. So this is one thing that uh, we see customers um, asking for today. Um, and uh, with, in terms of the, um, if you're talking about our inks, uh, certifications, then we have, you know, all the, um, uh, the, the certifications that are, um, that are the Eco Passport, mm -hmm. that is a must in this market. Uh, the, um, um, of course, all our, uh, all our, um, all our um, products have safety data sheets. It's, uh, it's a must. Uh, we have um, uh, certification, uh, uh, for uh, that our equipment that our um, products are um, um, you have reached eligible for uh, yeah you have reached certification reached as well don't you certification yeah. and yeah and um, uh, of course our uh, uh, systems are compliance with ROS uh, our HS uh, certification so uh, we are making sure that uh, our product uh, will uh, have the approvals. Uh, and certification that are needed in this industry. Yeah. Very, very important. Very important. It's not, it's, it's stopping. Absolutely. And of course, for the big brands, transparency is absolutely key. They have to be aware of every single step of their supply chain and the components that are used in that supply chain. If they're going to make promises to their audiences and deliver, then they have to have acute transparency. It's always a case of supply and demand, isn't it, really? As the consumer demands, so the industry has to supply. So anybody um, in whichever route they are has to really address the components that they're currently using. And that not, I mean, we're not just talking substrates here. We're talking the actual technologies that are used and the ethical applications too. You know, where are these products being made? Who's making them? What's the, um, the corporate social responsibility? All of these things are becoming key, key issues for the, the genetic DNA of a product, any product, regardless of industry, really. We have a generational swing towards sustainable supply now. Um, but one of the key factors here, we've just touched on it really, is communication and messaging. How do we educate the next generation um, so that they can design and, and demand sustainability with the supply chain? How do you think we can move forward as an industry and make a better, Sharon? To talk about how fundamental the UN's sustainable development goals are to the future okay. of manufacturing. So, um, Cornet is, is um, also um, not only in terms of uh, the way that we are innovative uh, and, and bringing solution to uh, make it a more sustainable uh, uh, industry, uh, the textile industry, but we are also following as a company uh, the UN um, uh, SDG, right? That's the uh, the globe. Uh, so we are also following that. We have uh, um, a director that is he head of uh, sustainability. So it's it's not only in the um, way that we are developing our system. For us, sustainability from day one, as I mentioned, was uh, a value that we uh, uh, maintained. So for us, it's very important uh, to follow this, uh, uh, not as a trend, but really as a core value of the company. Yeah, it's a way of life. Yes. 
sustainability has to be a way of life for each and every one of us. And I think, thankfully, we're, uh, we're you know, we're tooled today with um, a virtual call, but as um, the current crisis evolves um, and eventually ends, um, we're also all tooled with incredible platforms now for communication. And I think as, a, as an industry, the textile industry itself has to invest more time in educating the next generation of designers and manufacturers too, to make sure that they, 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 they demand it and they just won't use anything other than sustainable process. Um, Sharon, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so sorry that the connection has been dropping. I will edit all of this back together um, and weave my magic. Um, I'll also make sure that in the podcast notes, we have um, all the connections to um, Cornic Technologies so people can find out more um, and contact your company with um, any questions that they might have too. Um, I look forward to speaking with you again in the near future and uh, congrats on your latest development of the softener. That really is a game changer for our industry and one that is going to address so many pain points the traditional industry has had for um, efficient and sustainable production. Sharon, thank you so much for talking to us today. Thank you, Debbie. Look forward to speaking soon. Bye-bye.